0: Alrighty, welcome to another segment of Buddy Cast. I'm here with my new buddy, Barry. Barry is a magician, am I correct? Uh,
1: yeah. Yes, magician and puppeteer.
0: Awesome, awesome. And I know you have a little business going on too.
1: Yeah, yeah, we do.
0: Yeah. You want to tell us a little bit about
1: yourself? Okay. Um, well, I've been doing uh, magic for uh, over 40 years now. I realize I look very young. Uh, but uh, and then sometime back I don't remember how long ago I added uh, more puppets I've, I've used puppets for years with children's magic but I added more puppets and so they have really become a focus of what I do and then I also invent magic tricks and write stories and books and so we have a whole line of uh, products as well and I've got a couple of tricks to show you them too. Nice, nice.
0: So let me ask: How did you go into the business? Like, how did you start the? How did you start what you're doing? Like, how did you become a magician, and later on decide you want to sell some products?
1: Okay, um, when I was nine years old, I was interested in magic. I had several influences uh, around me, um, and I just loved magic. My uncle was a, a person who liked puzzles and brain teasers, and he would show me some of those and that develop my interests and I would uh, read books on magic tricks. Uh, You know, different people like different things. That was my thing. And uh, that's all I've ever wanted to do. You know, you have to do other jobs to get to where you want. But uh, uh, performing magic and creating magic is really the only thing I've ever wanted. Uh, And that's what I've done pretty much all my life. the creating part of it was always part of it because when i was young i couldn't afford to buy tricks so you could order a a magic catalog uh, when i was young because everything was mail order i had never been to an actual physical magic shop until i was uh, a senior in high school so i'd never even seen a, a physical magic shop but you could order through the mail spend you know 50 cents or a dollar to get a mail order catalog everything was in black and white pictures drawings uh and i would look at the drawing and i would read the ad copy over and over and over and over until i could figure out a method to accomplish what the ad copy said was accomplished and then i would build the props myself and sometimes i was right, I figured it out and sometimes I created a new method to accomplish what the ad said. So I've always been that type of person. Out of necessity, I had to create the trick and so now I still do.
0: Awesome. Do you remember your first magic trick?
1: Um No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was probably a probably a card trick or something mm-hmm. when I when I was younger, but I, in my mind, I'm thinking of the card trick where you have three rows of seven cards. Do you know that one? I um, think so. Yeah, it's a, it's a fairly, uh, it's a good card trick. Uh, and if you haven't seen it, it's pretty amazing. Uh, but if you say that to a magician, they're like, oh, that's nothing. But, you know, if you're young and when you see that, it, it's a good card trick. And so that that's always the trick that I think of when I think of when I was young. So probably that. Go ahead. All
0: right now, how long have you been doing? Did you start magic when you were nine years old or did you like, did you, when would you say you officially started?
1: Uh, well, the way I, you know, I always heard that you become a professional magician the first time you get a paycheck. So my first paycheck was when I was 16. So when I say I've been doing magic for 40 years, I base it on uh, 16. So this would be my uh, 41st year of doing magic. Uh, of course, w- we both realized uh, that's not really when, when you started. But it uh, was my first paycheck. It was for a Boy Scout Court of Honor, which is the uh, celebration of the Scouts Awards. And I got to perform for them. All the tricks were ones that I had made so everything was black and white because that was the color paint we had in the garage Uh, very boring but the tricks worked and it was a good i probably got five or ten bucks but i was a professional
0: (laughs) absolutely now can you explain like your creativity process how you create new tricks
1: uh yeah um first of all creativity usually becomes usually happens because you're trying to solve a problem. So in the case of now, I've I've done several things throughout my career, but now I really focus on children's magic simply because I love that more than anything else. So that's my focus. So the problem will be, uh, if it's a library summer reading show, then there's always a new theme. So the problem is what do we create that fits within that theme? for that show. So therefore I have parameters of what I'm going to do. And all I have to do is study, you know, you have to have an idea and then you need to research how that's going to come together. Uh, There may be a magic trick involved. There may be a story involved. In my case, I will write the story or create the magic trick. And because part of my business is selling the trick, then uh, there are other performers that will buy that trick and use it in their sh- shows the same way. So the process always begins by uh, having a problem that you need to solve. And that's that's how creativity works from, from my perspective.
0: Absolutely. Now, have you ever gotten like a feel-good response from someone who's bought a new product before? Like someone's written you a story like through email or something saying, hey, I used this and... It just like, wow, the audience or something like that.
1: Yeah, I've, I've been very blessed. Of course, I've done it for a long time now. Probably one of the things that uh, gets one of the greatest responses from uh, customers is a story that I wrote called The Mother of All Diamonds. And it uses a magic prop that at the time I started using it was really not used. Magicians either had never seen it or it was just one of those things that sit on the shelf. And uh, I took the prop and combined it with a story, and together it's very motivational. So that prop has crossed a a lot of lines in entertainment. It goes from everywhere from a motivational speaker who uses it because it's a uh, motivational story through every age group uh, and all the way down to uh, gospel uh, performers and clown performers who use it and even not professional performers, uh, a Sunday school teacher uses it in Sunday school. So what I'm trying to say is everyone from uh, a a grandparent to a motivational speaker and everyone in between is able to use that. Now, um, because of that, and we've sold hundreds of them over the years, thankfully. uh, And so we get emails uh, quite often From people around the world that say, oh, I use Mother of All Diamonds and this happens, or I use Mother of All Diamonds and this child came up afterwards. And so, um, you know, I can write a story and perform a show and the number of people in that audience, let's say there's 100 people in that audience, I can have an influence on that 100 people for that moment in time. But if I write a story that is then sold to people around the world, that influence is multiplied by the, n- the number in their audience plus the number of times they perform it. So if I have a good trick or a good story and I get that out there, uh, I'm sharing my ministry and my my uh, heart tug with a lot of people. And that to me is uh, very, um, very important. Warms my heart. Warms the cuckolds of my heart. How's that?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, um, let me ask you, you know, a lot of people have been cooped up during this quarantine, you know, the stay at home order. Has that given you time to write more stories and create more products?
1: It's a good question. Um, I think I'm uh, like a lot of folks, so we don't know what's going to happen next and uh so in the beginning of it i focused on creating my summer library show as a virtual show so my goal was to uh, still have a product that i could sell in some form to the, the customers i already had on the calendar so that was my first focus now that those shows are almost over um i'm I'm doing a lot of uh, online lectures in my Facebook group uh, and then I have another website called the smile maker studio and I create content for that as well so specifically no I haven't created a new trick specifically but uh, we found new ways to use them and uh, we're trying to look for how do we take this situation which Before, I could stand in front of kids and bring kids up in front of me. Now, I may need to do it in front of the the screen. So how can we take our material and make it viable if someone is looking at it through a computer screen? So that's really what we're working on at this point.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So you mentioned a Facebook group. Am I correct? You mentioned like an online group.
1: Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. Can you tell our audience a little bit about that?
1: Sure. Uh, You know, there's two types of uh, ways you can uh, market yourself on Facebook, and that is a page or a group. Uh, And the advantage, in my opinion, about a group is that people have to sign up to join. uh, And then we have questions. So if someone asks to join, they immediately, there's a screen that pops up with like two or three questions. So they have to answer those. So if they do, then I have a, a clue that they're interested. They're seriously interested in being in the group. And unless and we'll look at their page and if they're not selling sunglasses every time you turn around, then I kind of feel like maybe they're interested in magic. So that means it's an exclusive thing. They have to they have to want to be there. And so that also means that if they are active in the group, they are notified every time something happens. If there's a post or a video, they get a notification. And so what I'm saying is it is an active way of staying involved with my customers. So I like the group. Now we have pages as well, uh, but uh, we seem to get more, uh, I feel the group is better. So our group is called, Fans and Friends of Barry Mitchell Products, and uh, I assume we can probably uh, put some links to that on your page here. I'll make sure we add some of those uh, after we're finished as well. Okay? So I'm, I'm a big believer in uh, using this medium as much as we can to stay in contact with folks. Oh, looky there. Fans mm-hmm. of Barry Mitchell Products. That's a nice little pop-up. That's yep. what you look for uh, to find us.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, have you like I asked you before, you, you know, you've gotten those uh, feel good stories. Have you have you seen those on your Facebook page or your Facebook uh, yeah. group?
1: Yeah. Once again, very, very blessed. People say really nice things. Uh, and uh, that, that, you know, there's nothing more valuable than knowing that uh, something you produced or an idea that you had. Has meaning not just to the person who bought it, but to the child who heard it.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. What seems to be, you mentioned like the, um, you've mentioned your diamond story, what what other products do you see that get a lot of feedback that seem to be like a fan favorite?
1: Okay, Uh, you had told me before that your favorite is the Smile Maker. Mm -hmm. So I do have that set up to show you that trick. It is definitely a fan favorite And it is such a fan favorite that I've actually uh, started marketing the image of being the smile maker. Actually, um, this just happened today. Uh, We got a a magazine article that just came in the mail today. I got uh, a cover article for a local uh, magazine called Sevierville Living. I live in Sevierville, Tennessee. And so we'll see if I can hold that in such a way. There we go. Mm -hmm. So we've got me and the puppets, and they even say here on the uh, thing, Barry Mitchell, the smile maker. So mm-hmm. it has become such a, a viable part of our business that I even, my, my web one of my websites is Smile Maker Studio, and then my other website is Smile Maker uh, Show. And so we've really focused on that because of the popularity. So let me show you what a smile maker is. I'm going to stand up and um i've got a bag and a smile maker very simply a smile maker is a little ball now you can see that there's nothing on the ball but uh, i'm going to create a smile on the ball so here's here's how we do that all i have to do is look and create the smile what's this that didn't work let me try that again nothing Okay, okay. I've got another idea. If it doesn't work, then uh, I may have to activate the Smile Maker. In order to do that, I have a paper bag, uh, and this is a very nice paper bag. I got this at Dollar Tree. So I have a paper bag. We're going to drop the Smile Maker inside the bag, and just like that, it will activate. Sure enough, we create a little smile on the Isn't That neat little smile on the uh, I'm sorry, uh, It was only supposed to be one. And so we created two little little smiles. I'm sorry. <laughs> three. Okay, we got three of those. And the, I think I know the problem. Although you're on the other side and uh, you're uh, behind the screen, some of you that are watching, you're actually smiling. So if you would, please... When you do smile, you're actually creating another smile here in the back. So uh, if you'll just cut me a little bit slight because we need to go on with the... You create another smile. Okay, I have I have an idea. We need to... Okay, come on. Just let me finish with this so that we can... i tell you what. I've got an idea. If you would help me out... Give me one more really big smile. I'm being really big. So big. Oh, now that is a big smile. Good job. You are definitely smile makers. Now, I have a word for all of those smiles. You may not realize it, but my word for seeing that many smiles is magic. That's a big magic wand. All right, so that's the Smile Maker with the addition of an appearing pole, an appearing magic wand. So that's probably become one of our most popular magic tricks. Uh, and it is uh, extremely easy to do. Uh, when something is easy, obviously, uh, that's going to make it a, a better seller. But it also means that uh, there's a nice, a nice little message there that the performer can get across. In that case, I was performing that uh, with a, a a script for a younger audience because each time I find another ball and I'm starting to have a conflict between me and the kids in the audience and it's your fault. Every time you smile, you're creating another ball. So it's just a way to connect with younger kids. Some performers do it as a motivational story. That when we share a smile, actually, it was originally written as a motivational story. When we share a smile with someone else, we're creating another smile. And so you produce them that way. So it's, it's gone through several variations. We've used it, uh, adapted it for several different patterns, uh, gospel patterns, children's presentations, motivational speakers. Uh, so it has been a very good trick, and it has created more tricks and I added on, the, the trick can be done with an empty paper bag, just an empty paper bag, and the one sponge ball turns into all that. But I added the appearance of the appearing pole at the end, and that really makes it strong magic. And so we're using a separate gimmick for that. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. your favorite, right?
0: Absolutely. Got a smile on my face.
1: Good deal. Good deal. Yeah.
0: Now, uh, going back to a COVID question a little bit, Have you seen like COVID impacting both your business and the business of other magicians? Like, do you find it it's helping or do you find it's more like the other side?
1: Well, I don't know that it's helping. Uh, (laughs) It's uh, uh, I haven't found anyone say it's helping, but I I understand your questioning of that. Um, You know what? I guess we could turn that into that. Then, uh, yes, there is a way it's helping. It's more forcing, it's forcing us to figure out a way to handle the challenge of it. Uh, none of us know what we're going to do next. We don't, we don't know when we will have a physical performance uh, with the, to actually have children on stage with us. We don't know when that will happen again. So that means we have to figure out what we're going to do in the meantime. Uh, and probably a lot of it is going to be right here me and you talking to the screen Um, and so with that in mind we have a couple choices we can do this or we can figure out how to operate within this new medium and so that's a challenge and uh, the good part could be that it forces us not to sit back and uh, as they say sit on our laurels that it challenges our creativity again. And that, so that part of it is fun for me. If I'm creating, I'm, I'm having fun. There's mm-hmm. still a lot of uh, pain uh, involved in this and a lot of uh, performers have no clue what they're going to do. And, um, in some ways, neither do I, uh, we have really, none of us know what we're going to do. So uh, the old expression of make the best of the bad situation, is a nice thing to say, but sometimes it's really hard to figure out how we're going to do that. So, mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. now if someone were to look for your products, like look for a smile maker, where would you send them?
1: Oh boy, I would send them to my website. That would be the first place I would send them. And you popped up the uh, title there, Fans and Friends of Barry Mitchell Products. So yeah. the website is barrymitchellproducts.com. And uh, I see you chattering away there uh and uh and then we have another website called smile makers that's it com. our other website is smilemakerstudio.com and here's what happened over this 41 years i've created a lot of magic we have lots of dvds and books and magazine articles thank you for putting that up uh, and so i said you know what if I could put those in one location? And so that's what we did. There's over a thousand videos. Uh, all of my books, all of my uh, magazine articles are there. Uh, plus when I do a uh, convention and do a lecture at a convention, if we at all have the ability to record that uh, lecture, it's in the studio as well. And of course, nowadays you have that. And we, are recording this right now. I asked if you could do that for me and you're doing that. So at some point here in the future, this uh, will be in the studio as well. I did kind of try to clean up so I would look good. Mm -hmm. Uh, Thank you for letting me know about this. uh, So I put my entire life in the studio as well as the really old stuff when I still had hair. Uh, And so those are the websites that I have. The studio is a membership site, so you do have to, uh, there's a paid member and a visitor member that's free. So to have, uh, to be a visitor member, that you do have access to quite a bit of content, and a paid member, you have access to everything. Okay?
0: Mm-hmm. All righty. Now I'm going to ask you for two pieces of advice now. Okay. First off, what's your advice for anyone who's practicing magic right now, or for all the magicians out there?
1: Okay. Um, okay. I, that one I hadn't thought about. I don't remember if we had talked to it because I did ask you to give me a little bit of an idea of what yeah. we're going to talk about. And I appreciate exactly. you doing that. Like I that yeah, I, I, but I like that too. So uh, I guess my advice would be because, you know, magic has changed over the years from when I was a kid to right now. It's changed in several different ways. And at this point in time, there are a lot of people that really like to do close up magic. And to take advantage of, they're already taking advantage of doing a, a trick quickly in front of an audience of a few people and having it on YouTube or, or the Internet. Um, and so that's very popular. Uh, and then, of course, a lot of uh, younger folks like card tricks and things like that, close-up magic. Uh, I've kind of pulled away from that personally because I focus more on children's magic Uh but I guess my advice would be to figure out what you like. Figure out the thing that's that's you. Um, I figured it took me a while. I figured out what I like, and that's why I do children's magic. So if if card tricks are your thing, then do it. Practice. Um, I, but I will say this: but don't just practice the trick. Practice what you say with the trick. The script, in my opinion is more important, more important than the trick. Remember, anyone, anyone can buy a magic trick and do it. Anyone can do a trick, but not as many people can perform a trick and make it entertaining. Uh, And in my opinion, the biggest difference is, do you have a plan, a script, something to say, Because it's one thing to say, look at this stack of four nickels. Look, now it's four dimes. Ta-da! That's a trick. You know, you can spend five bucks and do that trick. But can you take four nickels and make me interested in seeing you change it? That's when you get into magic. uh, And to do that requires uh, you to figure out, what am I going to say that's going to get you interested And that means one simple thing. It has to be more about the audience than about you. Uh, And that's really hard for magicians because remember, we get into magic because we like tricks and we like puzzles and we like to think about those things. Um, And that's focused on us. Let me show you my new toy. So that's a personal thing. I'm showing off my collection but an entertainer is someone who says, what can I do to entertain you? It's not about my toy and showing off, it's about what am I going to do that will bring that uh, sense of wonder out of you. So making it unselfish is usually the hardest thing that uh, we can do as we mature in magic. So while you're young and you're just getting started, have fun, find out what you like, practice, and hopefully as you grow and mature in what you're doing, you'll get a desire to make it more about the audience than about yourself. Absolutely. I yeah. spend a lot of time answering questions, don't I? I'm sorry to no, be don't worry, don't
0: worry about it. We love that's what we love here, you know. Mm-hmm. So the final question that I have for you, the final piece of advice. In this time, you know, like like we talked about beforehand, with the whole quarantine and Everyone seem you know, a lot of people seem to be struggling with it or, you know, all that stuff. Like, it's just about your attitude. You know, like I mentioned before, my favorite product of yours is a Smile Maker. It brought a smile to my face. What would you suggest for this world to bring more smiles? Like, what's your advice to bring more smiles to the world today?
1: Oh, uh, well, you know, I guess it's just trying to show off your own. We're not in a time in history that it's easy to smile. Um, by that, I mean, I have noticed that if I'm in a, uh, a Zoom meeting, uh, sometimes there is a feeling of gloom. And so you almost have that feeling of, should I tell a joke here? Because I don't really know what the other person's going through. And I find that I don't want, to tell someone what my problems are uh, because their problems might be worse. And and if they are, then we both feel worse. Worse because I shouldn't have said anything. And they feel worse because, oh gosh, mine's worse than that. Um, So like we're all on edge. So sometimes just, just the simple act of a smile may mean more than anything else we say. So I think right now the thing that uh, brings a smile to the world is our choice to smile despite our circumstances. And considering the circumstances around us and how we all have fear, it can be really difficult just to smile in front of someone else. Uh, And it's also hidden uh, behind a mask. When we go out in public, I'm wearing a mask, so... You can't see it. So luckily my wife makes our mask. And so I have this really cool Dr. Seuss mask. So it's kind of my way of saying you can't see my smile, but you can kind of see my personality is fun. So sometimes just little bitty things we can do might uh, bring some kind of a cheer to someone else. The world's going to change. It's going to get better. Just may take a little time.
0: Mhm. Absolutely. All it takes is a smile, you know? Alrighty. righty. So this was Barry Mitchell. Again, you can find his products. He's on Facebook. He's got a Facebook he's got Facebook page right here, a Facebook group. And he's got two websites, Barry Mitchell Products and Smile Maker Studio. I'll be sure to check those out because I'm interested in the Smile maker. So, is- uh, But thank you so much for joining us. Like I mentioned, you brought a smile to my face. My face actually hurts a little bit now. Okay.
1: That but, wasn't the objective, but uh, you know, a way. smile a line is a good line.
0: Yeah, it's in the good way from smiling, you know. It's good. It's good. Absolutely. So, thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks for being a buddy, mm-hmm. and we will we hope to talk
1: to you later. All right. Thank you. I appreciate you inviting me.
0: Absolutely. Stick around afterwards for a little bit. So, but we'll catch you next time on a good episode of Buddy Cast. Take care, everyone.